between now and the time the Lord comes in the rapture, you realize things aren't going to get better in the world. Things are going to get worse. And uh, I've been criticized over the years. And a lot of people won't come here to this church because I've tried to run this as a family church, but also as a spiritual boot camp. A lot of times folks don't like that. Because you need to realize a lot of folks want to go to a coffee clutch church. Do you realize that? Do you hear what I just said? You know what I mean? A coffee clutch church. They want to come and. How many knows we ought to have fellowship and we ought to we ought to have the coffee and the donuts that. But how many knows that ought to be after we put the word of God in Jesus first. And so many in this land today, talking Christians, born again, even spirit filled, they, they love the Lord. They sure do. But they love donuts more than they love Jesus. I hate to say it, but it's the God's honest truth. We need to love Jesus more than we love Krispy Kreme, guys. And, 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 and a lot of times folks don't like to hear that because they think I'm antisocial. But folks, we're living in a dangerous time and Krispy Kreme isn't going to stop the bullet when it's headed for your head. Did you hear what I just said? And so, so a lot of folks, they don't want to. I'm talking about born again, spiritual Christian. They, they want to go to a coffee clutch church. They want to. They want to. It's all about the and, and, and they, it's about fantasy football. Now, let me tell you, I'm not against all that. But this isn't a fantasy football place. I've had the fantasy football people. If you're in, in on that, I, I'm not against that. But that shouldn't be the main thing that's rolling around in a church service before the Sunday morning service, service starts and worship goes on. Can anybody say amen? It ought to be worshiping the Lord, studying the word of God. You want to do fantasy football? Do that some other time, and and, and and I hope you win. I'm not against that, but fantasy football isn't going to be able to stop the bullet when it's headed towards your head, to blow your head off your shoulders by some, from some maniac. Did you get what I just said? And, and so, so I've been criticized over the years. A lot of folks won't won't come here because they want they want to. Uh, a carnival atmosphere. I, we we don't have that here, but but what we do have is a spiritual boot camp. You know what I mean by that? Where we train you spiritually, so that when the devil comes knocking on your door, the cancer comes starts eating away at your body. The bullet comes headed for your head. You're able to resist that and be victorious. You can't get that when you put fantasy football first. You can't get that when you put Krispy Kreme first. You can't put that, you have that when a light show is more, is, is, is the main thing. Did you hear what I just said? Did you get that? Yes. And so I want to, having said that, I want to talk to you today about Psalm 91. I was going to talk about something else, but this is what the Lord wants done. You know, when you follow the Lord, it's, it often doesn't, doesn't, Please, people, did you know Jesus upset a lot of folk, didn't he? He sure did. And I tell you, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Any minister that's always telling you flowery things all the time is not sent from the presence of God. 
Did you get what I just said? How many of you know a man of God, there'll be blessing in his mouth, but there'll also be a message of repentance and, and, and a message of, of, hey, if we don't get it right, the, you know, the judgment of God. There, there's, there's repentance and there's blessing in a man of God's mouth. Did you hear what I just said? There's both. Okay, now having said that, let's get into Psalm 91. He who, what's that next word? Dwells dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall what? What's that next word? Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, there's a lot of people, and if you don't know Psalm 91, that entirety of that psalm is probably, in all of the Bible, it is the uh, psalm that's known as the psalm of protection. And there's a whole lot of Christians that claim the 91st Psalm, and, and well, they should. But did you know that I would say the majority of Christians that I've run into over the years are claiming things from Psalm 91 that don't belong to them? If they, well, they belong to them, but they don't qualify. Did you get what I just said? Psalm 91 belongs to the to the Christian, all right, but so many Christians don't qualify for the blessings of Psalm 91. Did did you get what I just said? Did you get that? And, and I'm going to do something here to prove a point to you. Before we get to verse 2 and on the rest of the verses, we've got to do a whole lot of work to qualify for verse 2 on the rest of the way down. You don't qualify for Psalm 91 just because you're born again. Did you get did you get that? See, there's a secret place of the most high. And you have to dwell there, you have to abide there for the rest of the psalm to apply to you, for you to claim it. See, dwell and abide, that means to make your home in or to live in or to remain continually in, to never leave, to be anchored or to stay put. That's what that means. And notice here, hold your place in Psalm 91 because we're going to keep coming back to it. But Exodus 33, verse 21, when when uh, the Lord was uh, speaking with Moses and Moses wanted to see his glory and all of that, and notice in Exodus 33, verse 21, the Lord said to Moses, there, here is a place by me, and you'll stand on the rock. Did you know that there's a place that you can get in God? This is Exodus 33, verse 21. Exodus 33, verse 21. There is a place that you can get in God where, 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 where you're ultimately protected by him. There is a place. And then verse 22, he said, when, when my glory passes by, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock and I'll cover you with my hand while I pass by. Is there a place where you can get where you're covered with the hand of God? Oh, yeah. Now, why did I read that? Because it pertains to Psalm 91. There is that secret place. There is that place by God where you can get where his hand will be on you and cover you and protect you. As you live your daily life. Now, speaking of this secret place, go to John 15, verse 4. How many of you know that the, to, to, to get in the secret place, it starts out with getting in Jesus. It starts out with being born again. It starts out with, 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 with receiving Jesus. 
you, you can't be in the secret place of the Most High unless you're in Jesus. That's where you have to get to start with. You have to get born again. And you see, when you get born again, uh, you're going to miss hell and you're going to make heaven. But just because you're born again doesn't protect you from the bullet of an assassin. Did you get what I just said? Just because you're born again, that doesn't mean that you're going to be protected from a bullet from a jihadist, from a radical Muslim. Did you hear what I just said? Now that bullet hits you and kills you, you go to heaven all right, but I don't want to go to heaven before it's my time. How about you? So what we're talking about today is how to live your life out here on the earth. Did you ever hear, did you ever think about the, you don't have to turn there, we'll, we'll get there, but the last verse of the 91st Psalm says, with long life will I satisfy him. But you see, we, we oft quote that, but, but to get to that, we have to do verse 1, and then we have to do the rest of what Psalm 91 says, and then we'll get to the end of our days. But if we don't do verse 1 of Psalm 91 and dwell in the secret place and stay there, uh, you're not going to make it to the end of your days more than likely. Did you hear me? Some sickness or disease will take you out. You know, some accident take you out. Some, some, something like that will take you out. You know, we're thinking about bullets here, but how many of you would like to miss out on an accident? You know, I realize the majority of people aren't going to get shot at, but, but you know that there's crazy people driving out on those roads out there. How many of you discovered that besides me? They're crazy. Crazy, and they're getting crazier, and they got their cell phones in one hand and their coffee in the other, and they're, huh? They're te- some of them almost looks like they got two phones, talking on one and texting on the other. Crazy. Somebody say crazy. crazy. I want to. I, I don't want some crazy person to kill me or my wife driving a car. How about you? So we need to understand some things. And getting in Jesus is important. And that's going to keep you out of hell and put you in heaven, all right. But we want to live out our days between now and that time. He said in Jesus said in John fifteen four. he said, abide in me and I in you. So we need to abide. We need to dwell. We need to stay in Jesus. I made Jesus the Lord of my life many years ago. Got in him. Stay in him. That's good. Going to miss hell. Going to make heaven. But now let's talk about how we can miss out on the accidents and the bullets and all of that. Now notice here in verse 7. If you abide in me. See that's that's being born again. But here's where we get into this message. And my what? My words abide in you. See. To be in that secret place that God has for you, that place by him, it's not enough just to be in Jesus. Oh, that'll get you into heaven, sure. But if you want to live safe here on the earth, you're going to have to have the word of God dwelling in you. You're going to have to get the word of God in you. You're going to have to study the word of God. You're going to have to do more then just listen to the word of God on Sunday mornings when I or some other minister is teaching. Did you hear what I just said? Uh, I'll, I'll throw this in, by the way, while we're at it. I'm convinced, thoroughly convinced, that you can't be in the secret place of the Most High if you're not hooked in to the local church that God has assigned you to be. Did, did you get what I just said? Did you, did you get that? 
See, if, if, if you don't know where God wants you to be in your in, at local church and you don't, you're not hooked in there on a regular basis, then, then you can just forget about being in the secret place of the Most High. Did you hear what I just said? I'll throw this in. This will bless some other people. But, but people that, now you, how many of you know you can't buy your way into the secret place? But people that dwell in the secret place are tithers. Did you hear what I just said? Can you buy your way into the secret place? Absolutely not. But people that dwell in the secret place are tithers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to eventually talk about what Jesus had to say about the heart. I was going to start that today, but just we needed to do this. But did you know where your treasure is? That is where your heart will be also. One way you can tell how much you love Jesus is look at your checkbook. Well, it just goes over like the lead balloon. Spiritual boot camp. You ever been to a boot camp? You ever seen a boot camp? You ever seen Gomer Pyle? How many have ever seen Sergeant Carter go off on him? Well, I won't be that tough, but some things I say, I may not scream and yell, but some things I say might slap you as much as... How many of you know you need to be slapped around every once in a while? I know I do. You okay? You still love me? Okay. I don't work for you, I work for him, and this is what he wants me to preach. Are you all right? So you're going to have to have the Word of God in you. Is that right? Now, let me read from my notes. Multitudes of God's children are in Christ Jesus. All right. That's, That's why they're God's children. Yet they're being destroyed. Sickness and disease taking them out young. So on and so forth. Why is that? Because His Word must abide in us. Let me tell you something else about being in the secret place of the Most High. You're going to have to be led by the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to be led. Uh, you're going to have to be led. You're going to have to rely. I mean, you're going to have to have the Word of God in you, and then you're going to have to rely on the Holy Spirit through peace versus no peace. Did you get what I just said? Um, we've made this harder than it needs to be. How many of you know if there's an accident waiting for you at a certain corner, the Holy Ghost knows about that before you ever get there? And, and, and he'll lead you. There'll be, a, there'll be an uneasiness in you. Don't go that way. Go, go, go this other way. You need to get real sensitive to that. It can save your life. It has everything to do with dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. If you can't, you, yeah, you can't stay... You can't stay in the secret place of the Most High apart from being led by the Holy Ghost. You might be able to get in that secret place, but you've got to be led by the Spirit to stay in that secret place. Do you get what I just said? You've got to rely on the Holy Spirit. I'll give you an example. We were scheduled to be in Washington, D.C. along about when 9-11 went on. We we're going to take our vacation. You remember that out there on the East Coast, and we were going to go to some places out there in Washington D.C. And uh, and, and my wife, 
who loves to go on vacation, and that's a good thing. It's a great thing. But she didn't have peace about going. Because, see, me, I like to stay in Fenton. I'm a Fentonese person. I speak Fentonese. I'm from Fenton. I'll stay in Fenton. You know what I mean? But uh, I say that jokingly. But but I, I'm not much of a traveler. But my wife, she likes to go on vacation. And it's good to go on vacation. But if, if you say, if I said you want to go on vacation, what would you be saying? Yeah. Yes, let's go. So when she says, I don't have, I'm going to listen to that. And so we were scheduled to be, now I'm not saying we'd have been at the Pentagon. I'm not saying we when the planes, I'm not saying that, but we would have been in that general area, somewhere out there. And she didn't have peace about going. And guess what? We didn't go and we were glad we, we didn't go. This is back in 2001. And then there's various things we could tell you. We could stand here for a long time and talk, uh, talk to you about how the Holy Spirit has led us over the years. And has kept us from, from problems and, and trouble. But if you're going to stay in the secret place of the Most High, you're going to have to be led by the Spirit. Now notice 1 John, 1 John 1 verse 5. I'm going to speed this up just a little bit here because I, I don't want to have to rush at the end. Look at this here. We're talking about what you have to do to get in the secret place and stay there. First John 1 John 1.5 This is a message which we've heard from him and declare to you that God is what? And in him is, he's light and in him is no darkness at all. If you want to be in that secret place, you're going to have to walk in the light. You're going to have to walk in the light. You can't play with sin. Did you hear what I just said? People that dwell in the secret place abhor sin. They, 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 they're not looking for ways to sin. They're looking for ways not to sin. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him. See, if you're in that secret place, you're going to have fellowship with him. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, the truth is not in us. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. I'm not saying you've got to be perfect. The Bible just said if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, the truth is not in us. Has anybody missed it this week besides me? See, we can miss it that we're not supposed to, but if we do, that doesn't mean, look, if you miss it, that doesn't mean you've, 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 you've gotten uh, uh, to a point where God won't protect you. That's not it at all. But, but when you miss it, how many of you know when you miss it? I mean, you know when you miss it. You know, you know when, you know how you know, ugh, right on the inside. Huh? How many of you know when you miss it? Now, if, if, if you're born again to the Spirit of God and you sin right on the inside, ugh, you know. Now, if you're not getting, ever getting uh, on the inside, you either were never born again or you've just hardened your heart to the point where you're just not sensitive anymore. But I'll tell you what, when, you, when a Christian misses it, they know it. Now, when you miss it, you don't, you don't forfeit that secret place of the Most High. How many of you are glad that when you miss it, God doesn't throw you out of that secret place? But verse 9, if we confess our sins, 
He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if we want to be in this secret place, we're going to have to walk in the light. We're going to because ha- God is light and we're going to have to walk in the light. If we miss it somewhere, ugh, what do we do? We repent and confess it to him and then he forgives us and we go right on just like nothing ever happened. Is that right? And then here's something else. If you want to be in that secret place. See, I'm doing a whole lot of work. Somebody said, you haven't got to verse 2 of Psalm 91 yet. No, I haven't because I, there's a whole lot you have to do before you get to verse 2. Did you hear what I just said? And so many Christians, I'll say it again, they read, they read verse 1, they pass right over it, and then they want to get to all the goodies and the benefits of Psalm 91. You can't get to those unless you do verse 1. You have to dwell and abide in the, in the shadow of the Almighty in that secret place, you see. Notice here. God is light, but notice here in 1 John 4, 8, says at the end of that verse says God is, is what? You're going to have to walk in love. You're going to have to walk in love. Now in Jude, there's one chapter, verse 21, says this, keep yourselves in the love of God. See, if you want to be in the secret place of the Most High, you're going to have to. To walk in the love of God. You're going to have to keep yourselves in. In the love of God. There's no way that you can dwell in that secret place. Apart from walking in the love of God. God is love. One minister said that when you step out of love. You step out of God. That doesn't mean you've lost your salvation. Now now don't misunderstand me. But when you step out of love. Guess what? You've stepped out of that secret place. And I like what that same minister said. He said, if you step out of love, then just repent and get step right back in as quick as you can. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Somebody said, well, how do I know if I'm in the love of God? How do I know if I'm keeping myself in the love of God? You want to test? How many of you ever went to school and you had those self-tests at the end of a chapter? Self, a little self-test here. 1 Corinthians 13.4. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians 13.4 in the Amplified Bible. Let's just do this real quick. Well, let's just see how many of us are really walking in the secret place here. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 in the Amplified. Love endures long, is patient and kind. So people that aren't patient and kind are not in the secret place of the Most High. Well, Pastor, I slipped last week and I was unkind to somebody, but I'm usually kind. Well, repent, get right back where you need to be. That's fine. But people, have you ever seen Christians that aren't patient and aren't kind on a regular basis? Huh? Come on now. Has anybody ever seen those besides me? Yeah. Nations full of them. They're born again. They, they know Jesus. They're going to heaven. But they're not patient and kind. Well, they're going to heaven, but they, they're not in the secret place. Love is never envious or boils over with jealousy. Is not boastful. Vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily, is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride, is not rude, unmannerly. That leaves so many Christians out of the secret place right there. I've met so many Christians that are rude and unmannerly. I'm not talking about you people. I'm talking about over the years. Rude and anybody's ever met a rude and unmannerly Christian besides me? They're just flat out obnoxious. Are you all getting this today? It's sobering, isn't it? Does not act unbecomingly. See, if you can't, if you can't, 
if you're, it, this will tell you whether or not you're walking in love, or if, whether or not you're in the secret place. God love, God loves in us does not ins, uh oh, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Wow. That leaves a whole bunch of Christians out, doesn't it? Huh? This is sobering, isn't it? It's not self-seeking. It's not touchy. Touchy, touchy, touchy. Touchy, touchy, touchy. Touchy, touchy, touchy. Have you ever met Christians? You can't say hardly anything to them. You can't even hardly look at them. Or they... Touchy, touchy. If you're touchy, then get untouchy. Get untouchy. Is that a word, untouchy? It is now. Fretful reason. I'm not trying to put you down. Guys, I'm trying to help you. I'm really trying to help you. Is not touchy or fretful, resentful, takes no account of the evil done to it, pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Do you see right now why so many Christians aren't dwelling in the secret place? They're going to heaven, all right. They love Jesus. But they're born again. They've received the Lord. But they pay attention to suffered wrongs. It does not rejoice at injustice or unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person. That just left a whole other group out, didn't it? Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. Can you see that so many Christians, God bless them, aren't in the secret place of the Most High? And to be honest with you, I can't, I've, has anybody ever walked in that love perfectly? I know I haven't. But when we miss it, what do we do? Get right back. Get right back in it. 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 Where the problem comes in is when, when you've acted rudely to somebody or whatever, and you don't repent of it, and you let that go on. See, the longer you let that go, the further out of the secret place you get. Repent, get back in where you belong, see, in that secret place of the Most High. Now, once you've done all of those things and you're, you're walking in the light, you're walking in love, you're keeping yourself in the love of God, you're, 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 you're hooked into a good local church, you're, you're, you're you know, doing all the things we just talked about, now you're ready to go to Psalm 91, verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. I will say of the Lord. You know it's important what you're saying about God. You know a lot of Christians' words, including mine over the years, have been stout against the Lord. Well, the Lord just doesn't love me. Well, He loved you enough to send Jesus to the cross for you. But when you say those things, let me teach you something else. When your words are stout against God, it'll, it'll cause you to not be in that secret place of the Most High where you need to be. Well, the Lord just put this sickness on me to teach me something. See, when you say that, that's out of line with the word of God. And your words are stout against the Lord. Well, God just caused that catastrophe in Paris to teach them something. How many of you know God wasn't in on that at all? See, but when you say stuff like that, and most times folks say that because they're just ignorant, unlearned, you know. Ignorant means unlearned. Well, God just blew Joplin off the map a few years back to teach him something. How many of you know God wasn't in that tornado? 
How many of you know he wasn't? But see, when you say stuff like that, your words are stout against him. You can't dwell in the secret place when your words are stout against him. How many of you, if I came over to your house and you were going to have me live over at your house for a couple of weeks, and I came in there and I said, you know, this is a filthy place. This is a, you know, I don't like the food you put in front of me. The water's not cold enough. The bathroom's dirty. I don't like what's on television. How many of you would want to run me out after about 30 seconds of that? You wouldn't let me be dwelling in your house very long, would you? You might put up with it a little longer because I'm the pastor, but probably after about 60 seconds, you'd be ready to run me out. Is that right? And rightly so. Well, how many of us, our words are stout against the Lord, and then we expect to dwell right up close to him? See, we need to speak in line with the word of God. God is a good God. He's no respecter of persons. He loves me. He's not, he's not going around destroying people. He's going around helping people. See, now those words are not stout against the Lord. You all right? He's my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Now, once you've done these things, now we're ready for the blessing. Surely, surely, real loud say surely. It didn't say maybe once in a while if he feels like it. Realize, say surely. Surely. Say it like you mean it. Surely Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. That means the traps of the enemy. Did you know that a lot of times we want to slough off and not do what I just talked about for the last 20 minutes. We don't want to walk in love. We don't want to walk in the light and all that stuff. And then the snare of the fowler gets through to us and hits us. And then we want to blame God and say, well, God's word didn't come through for us. You know, that's just, we need to, we need, we need to grow up and, and not act like that. Is that right? If so, I tell you what, if something gets, if the devil gets through to us and, and it gets us, it's not God's fault. We've missed it somewhere. Did you hear what I just said? Let's quit questioning God and, well, looks like God's word didn't work for us. Your words are what? Realize, say, stout. Stout against the Lord. If something gets through to you, it's not because God came up short. It's because we missed it somewhere. Did you hear that? Sure. Realize, say, surely. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. What does that mean? From any deadly disease. Surely he'll do it. He'll cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you'll take refuge. What? What is God has feathers? He has wings? No, no, no. That means that's really talking about one of two things. It's talking about the hand of God. He'll cover you with his hand. Remember a while ago we saw where he covered Moses with his hand? It also has to do with, with his garment. You know, God does have garments. He does. He really does. And, and we can live so close to him where his hand will be on us and protect us. And, 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 and we can be under his wings just like a chick would be under her uh, uh, mother's wings, you know. Didn't Jesus make the statement about Jerusalem? And he said that he would have w- w- would wanted to gather her together as a, as, a, as a hen would gather her chicks and protect them under under her wings. Well, see, in order for that to be, would for a mama hen to protect a chicken, doesn't the chicken, little baby chick, have to be close in proximity to to the to the mama hen? Well, same thing with with God. You can't expect to just go off and do your own thing and just live however you want want as a Christian now and just. Dad Dabble in sin here and, and, and be rude over here and so on and so forth. God's good. His grace. His, how many of you know he's got a long outstretched arm? But you don't want to keep on in that stuff because eventually you'll get out from under the protection of God. And when you do, the devil will be able to slap you down. Did you hear what I just said? 
So let's stay real close. Say real close. Let's stay real close to God. And he'll cover us with his feathers or with his hand under his garments. We'll take refuge. See, there's that word again, refuge. This is a place we need to get in close to God and just stay there. I like what Habakkuk 3, 4 says. You don't have to look it up. They'll just throw it up here on the screen for the sake of time. Habakkuk saw the Lord and he said his brightness was like the light. He had uh, rays flashing from his hand and there is the hiding place of his power. I don't know about you, but I want to be so close to God. I want his hand on on me and I want to be in that secret place and I want to be under his hand wherein is the hiding place of his power how many of you would like to be in that place now look at Psalm 91 verse 4 let's finish this off his truth will be your shield and buckler his truth well didn't Jesus say thy word is truth so his word will be your shield and your buckler what's a buckler it's just a smaller shield What's this verse saying here? It's saying that the word of God will be your shield. Praise God. And then verse 5. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Now I just tell you from my own life. There's been times where I haven't walked as close to God as I should. And I tell you what. When you're not walking as close to God as you should. It's real easy to get afraid. It's real easy to be fearful. Did you hear what I just said? And there's been other times where I've been walking real close to God and things don't bother me. They really don't. But when you're walking with things in your life that should not be there and you're not dealing with them, I tell you what, fear is going to be at the doorstep and it's going to plague you. Didn't we talk last week about fear not? Well, I tell you what, the best way to fear not is get real close to God and stay real close to him. And then there's nothing to be afraid of. Because there's nothing bigger than God. And if you'll stay close to God, you don't have to be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. You don't have to be afraid of the terrorist bullets. Nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. Nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Glory to God. I like the way verse 6 reads in the Amplified. It says, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction and sudden death and surprise. Sudden death and surprise. That's what those terrorists are all about. They're about what? Surprise and sudden death. Tell you what, you walk in that secret place of the Most High, you don't have to be afraid of that. And then I like verse 7. I like all these verses. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I want to grab hold of verse 7. But you can't get verse 7 unless you do all those other things we talked about today. Did you get what I just said? Are you sure you got it? Just walk in love. Walk in the light. I'm not talking about heaven, hell things here today. I'm talking about living our lives out to the full here on the earth. Only with your eyes, verse 8, only with your... I know we need to go back and read verse 7. Let's put verse 7 back up there, please. Let's read it together. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Now, is that the word of God? Do you believe that? Well, if we'll do verse 1, then we can, we can, we've got every right to that. And we've got to do it again. 
A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Now, verse 9 will give you another because. Why is all this stuff going, going, working for us? Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your what? Now, did that say your visiting place? Did that say your filling station, where you just come in once in a while and fill up, huh? No, it's your what? Your what? See, a gas station, a QT, you go there once in a while, see? Fill up, maybe get a soda, is that right? But you don't live at QT, is that right? You live at your house. Well, that's, you can't just, just run by and fill up once in a while with God and then go off and do your own thing. No, this is talking about dwelling with Him, staying in His Word, staying close to Him. And then verse 10. Oh my goodness, we've got to grab this. Verse 10. Let's read it. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Now, is that the word of God or not? I wonder how come sister so-and-so, she's just always sick. I wonder how come brother so-and-so, he's just always sick. Now, we don't put people down, do we? Absolutely not. What does the Bible say? No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Now, is that the word of God? I'm getting a little rough with you here. I'm doing the Sergeant Carter on you here now. Remember who he was. He, uh, he yelled at Gomer. But we need to get this. What does that say? No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Let's grab a hold of that. Let's stand on that. Will that work for just any Christian? Absolutely not. Now let's go to verse 11. For he, God, shall give his... Angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Throw that up in the Amplified because I like the way it reads in the Amplified. Look at the end. He'll keep you in all, they'll keep you, the angels will keep you in all your ways of what? Uh Uh-oh. So that doesn't mean in just wherever you want to go. Now, 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 if you go, uh, a certain way and the Holy Ghost is you don't have peace about going a certain way and you get in an accident can we blame God no we disobeyed didn't we have you ever heard somebody they got a calamity came and they said they said you know I just knew I shouldn't have done that I've heard that dozens of times why do you do it if if, if you don't have peace don't do it is that right We've, I, to guys, I'm telling you what, you need to listen to me. Look, I, I just kind of believe that as we go along here, as we go on down the road, we may not be there yet in this nation. Maybe enough people haven't got shot up yet. But I just have a sneaking feeling that we're going to get to the point where the kind of preaching that I've been doing over the last 20 years is going to become popular again and is going to become in vogue again. I just kind of think that. I just think enough, I just think enough people haven't got shot up yet. But I tell you what, in the process of time, I kind of feel like the kind of preaching that I'm doing here this morning is going to become popular again. Did you get what I just said? Yes, 
He'll give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways of what? Obedience and service. You can't go out and do whatever you want. Now, God's a good God. How many even knows he, know he's a good God? I'm not saying if you just mess up here or goof up there that the angels are going to withdraw from you and God's not going to protect you. God is merciful and he's loving and he's kind and all of that. And, and, and he'll stay right with you. But I'm telling you what, if you're just, just going to be obstinate and disobey God, he'll, he'll stay with you a long time. But you can get to the point. I'm not talking about losing salvation. I'm talking about where you can get out from underneath that umbrella of protection of God, you get out there, the devil can slap you down. Is that right? Let's stay close to God. Psalm 103, hold your place in Psalm 91. Psalm 103, 20. Bless the Lord, you His angels who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of His word. Now, let me tell you something. You get, I'm convinced you get assigned at least one angel to you when you're conceived in your mother's womb. I actually think there's more than one. There's probably two. I personally believe you get a guardian, and we all get a guardian angel, and then a, and then a, a, a ministering angel, one that, but, but I won't get into all that. Be that as it may, there's at least an eight, one angel. And they heed the voice of the Word of God. Now, don't misunderstand me. I believe the angels are working whether we decree the word of God out of our mouth or not. I really do. But I also believe that there are certain things that the angels won't do unless we declare the word of God and give them avenue to to move. Did you get what I just said? So let's be quick to declare the word of God out of our mouth. I'm going to close the message here in a few minutes with something that's real good to declare out of your mouth before you do any traveling, before you leave the house in the morning, and you, and you speak those words out, and the angels of God will heed the voice of the word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Now look back at Psalm 91, verse 13. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. What does that mean? Those are demon powers. Those are demon powers. Those are demon powers. Because he has set his love upon... There's another because. Why is all this stuff working? Because we've set our love upon God. I'll deliver him. I'll set him on high. Because... There's another because. Why? He's known my name. He'll call on me. And I'll answer him. I'll be with him in... Now, here's something else you need to realize about the secret place. I will be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him. Now, here's something that's going to help help a lot of people. Because I've had so many people say to me over the years, it's happened to me on many occasions, I've been serving God. I love the Lord. I don't have any sin in my life that I know of. I'm walking in the light as best I know how. I'm walking in love. I'm not perfect, but I'm walking in love the best I know how. And it looks like the devil has gotten in and slapped me. It looks like the devil has gotten in and got a shot in on me. It looks like that sickness did did get a hold of me. It looks like this happened or that calamity happened or this or that or other. What's going on? What's going on? This right here will answer a lot of questions. When you're in that secret place of the Most High, there is still trouble that can come. And there is still things of this life that, 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 that we have to deal with. But there's good news. God says, I will be with him in trouble. And then what? I will 
deliver him and honor him. Listen, being in that that secret place of the Most High does not exempt you from the, the, the all the troubles of life. It certainly doesn't. But one thing is true. When you get in trouble, if you're living in that secret place, God will be with you and he will what? Isn't that good to know? I've seen so many Christians be feel like they've been beat over the head because something bad happened and think, well, I must have missed it somewhere. I must have. No, no, the devil is still out there. He's still going around in all of that, the affairs of life. When you're in that secret place, you're not exempted from all trouble, but there's good news when you're in that secret place, God will be with you in that trouble and he'll deliver you. I know the apostle Paul, he walked as close to God as anybody I've ever, ever, ever studied about in the word of God. And let, just listen to what he said. He said, persecutions, afflictions, which happened me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And then he says this, out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Say this, say out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yeah, the Bible says, say this, say many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Can you say amen? Glory to God. It pays to dwell in the secret place. Now, now that now, now I just feel impressed to say this. This, this is again, I just slapping you a little bit. But if you're more interested in getting out of here and getting to lunch, or getting out here and getting to fantasy football, or getting to the game, you're not in the secret place the way you need to be. Did you get what I just said? If you're sitting there bored with this right now, you need, I'm just telling you. The Word of God has to get to the point where, bless God, you'd sit here till 6 o'clock tonight, miss fantasy football, miss lunch, miss dinner, miss, miss the game, if that's what the Holy Ghost wanted. Did you get what I just said? This is real bold here this morning, but I, I tell you what, I, I'm stirred up. We, we, because there's been times where, where I've been, I, well, I'm just not going to, I'm just going to kind of give them the fluff messages to make everybody happy. I'm not going to do that here at this church. If I've got to shut the place down, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to just stick with teaching the Word of God and keep running this as a family church, but also as a spiritual boot camp to get you ready, keep you ready to, 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 to fend off the enemy. Can you say Amen. That's just the way we're going to have to do it. You all right? Now then, Psalm 91, last verse. If you do all that other stuff, with what? Can you see now why you're going to live a long time? You got all those good things that God's doing for you, keeping you alive, protecting you on every side. With long life, I'll satisfy Him. Glory to God. And show him my salvation. And show him my salvation. And show him my salvation. With long, did it say long life? Yeah, long life I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation. That word salvation does not just mean going to heaven. That's one part of it. If that's the only part we ever got, that's great. That's the most important part, no doubt. But it also means this. Say deliverance. Say safety, say preservation, say healing, soundness. Say it again, deliverance, safety, preservation, 
healing, soundness. Say this. Say, with long life, God will satisfy me. He'll show me his salvation, his deliverance, his safety, his preservation, his healing, his soundness. I'll live out my days and I'll go to heaven on my terms, not the devil's terms. Can you say amen to that? Now go to Isaiah fifty four seventeen, and I'll close. Here's a good verse to quote. Before you leave your house in the morning. Actually, before you get out of bed, it'd be good to do. But take get in a car and drive anywhere, it's good to do. Before you sit down and eat at a restaurant, it's good to do. <laughs> Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No... Weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against me in judgment I shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. I'm going to read that in the New Living Translation. It will be on the screen. But in that coming day no weapon turned against you will succeed. No weapon turned against you. Say no weapon. That means Ebola, doesn't it? That means, uh, what is that in that meat they found? It? E. coli. Does that mean E. coli? Yeah. It covers that. Now, 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 do you want to eat, eat, eat diseased meat just to prove something? Now, don't be stupid now, okay? Is that okay? You understand. No we- Say no weapon. Does that mean no weapon? No weapon turned against you will succeed. You'll silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. It didn't say to the children of the Lord. You know there's a difference between being a child of God and then a servant of God. Be a child of God, that's the easiest thing in the world to do. Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, receive Him. But to be a servant of the Lord or a disciple of the Lord, you're going to have to be disciplined. And these are the benefits of the servants of the Lord. Look at the amplified version of this and then we'll close. No weapon that's formed against you will prosper. Every tongue rise against you in judgment. You'll show to be in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. What does that mean? See, Jesus, when we get born again, we're created in the likeness and image of Christ. But then we're supposed to live like him and act like him. And when we do, then we become the ideal servant of the Lord when we're acting like Jesus. Is that right? Is that right? This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. Amen. Do you get anything out of this? Can you see why gossips aren't? aren't covered by this. Can you see why busybodies aren't covered by this? Can you see why grumblers and complainers aren't covered by this psalm? Oh yeah. Well it pays to serve God. Stand with me and let's uh let's let 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 let, let, let me just uh close with this with this uh we'll make this statement. <clears throat> Say this and close your eyes and, and, and speak this in faith. Say no weapon, no weapon. formed against me Will prosper. Say no sickness. No disease. Formed against me. Will prosper. No accident. 
No bullet. No tragedy. No calamity. No storm. No tornado. No weapon of the enemy formed against me will prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I condemn it. This is my benefit. These are my benefits to be enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. I'm a servant of the Lord. These are my benefits. So I declare to the angels of God that have been assigned unto me, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Angels of God, keep me safe, lest I even stub my little toe. In Jesus' name. Now raise your hands and thank God for it. He's worthy to be thanked. Thank you, Lord. We bless you and we praise you and we thank you for this safe place of safety. This place of safety. This place of safety. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.